There is a fifth dimension beyond that which is known to man. It is a dimension as vast as space, and as timeless as infinity. It is the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition, and it lies between the pits of man's fears and the summit of his knowledge. This is the dimension of imagination in an area which we call Elder Dragon Journey. Ladies and gentlemen, we're live at the Yellow Dragon Journal podcast. This is your host, Tigran. As always, with me is my co host, Nixha. Say hi, Nixha. Oh, hi there. Uh, doing fine, Nixha? Yeah, doing fine. Had a week of events happen? Nope. Wow, impressive. <laughs> Very. Uh, my week was I'm currently suffering because I picked up a cold or flu or something. Mm hmm. But I still have some uh, more targets to make for bonuses on my paycheck, so I can't actually force myself to take a sick day. Oh. Hmm. Unlike that Dick Robbie who just took like a couple of six days. <laughs> I'm calling him out on a podcast. God damn him. <laughs> because I'm jealous. Yeah, I I didn't call it. Uh, last time I called in sick days at work was when I well broke my foot. Uh, last time I called in a sick day or two, uh, I was almost speaking at my job and I couldn't actually carry on. And people were like, mm-hmm. okay, go to go home. I was like, oh, <laughs> Can you like go home? You're scaring the guests. It was more of a, look, we can handle it. Go home. I was like, work. <laughs> so, you know. Uh, do you have a commander of the week, Nixon? Um, I played no commander since we last talked. Wow. So I'm gonna go with. Uh, hmm. uh, actually, I lie. I actually played. I think jo- I did play a Joyra after we recorded. Yeah. Yeah, I actually played with Joyra, and it was kind of entertaining. I was like, I turn one, I suspended Mox um, Tantalite, and everybody left. And I was the, like, being mocked at, and by all means, I think I deserve it, because, you know, I suspended Mox Tantalite. Mm-hmm. But then, suddenly, I put, I suspended Obliterate, <laughs> and just when it was like, Haha, Obliterate isn't, ju- isn't just two turns. I was like, nope, Fury Charm. Haha. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can you tell people what Fury Charm does? So Fury because... Charm is for one and a red, an instant that has a bunch of random stuff, but only one is actually important in the deck. And that is to... So it's a charm. And one of the... The only thing that's important is that uh, it removes two time counters. Uh, other effects which are actually useful are Tiger Creature gets plus one plus one, or destroy Tiger Artifact. Both really good. And then you have the third shitty mode that usually is shitty, but then you use it. But then suddenly two mana obliterate. Sure. Yep. Cool. <laughs> Let's do it. And then just a random Jinky Texas resolve. And if it was actually anything except Jinky Texas, because Jinky Texas doesn't actually win oh. the game. Nope. I would have probably won that game, but I, in the end, I didn't. You drew a bunch of cards, though. I actually drew just seven. That's a bunch. 
I that's an guess. that's an entire hand's worth. Yeah, but I still had to discard down to hand size. Well, you suck. Because Jingi uh, Taxis isn't all powerful. He's powerful, <laughs> He's but not all powerful. He's strong, but not super strong. Nope, not stonks. Uh, but at least this time you casted the uh, Mox Tantalite and didn't have the stupid uh, deafening silence on. Yeah, it's because I suspended the the Black Lotus thing like two turns later. Mm-hmm. I'm still happy about that play. <laughs> you uh, went tramping. Hell. <laughs> it was fun and it showed what deafening silence can do. And I'm hoping I open couple this uh, weekend because it's this weekend. Yay! Let's go get something that's not a Tybalt this time. Uh, knowing yours and my luck, actually mostly my luck with pre-releases, I will open like two tables. <laughs> but not the three mana ones, two mana ones. Yeah, yeah, of course. H how are they on, on the old drain? Well, you know, Oko did it. Uh, no, actually table uh, went to, to Planeswalk to Innistrad, but then he fucked up because He's he tabled. usually fucks up. Yeah. Uh, actually, yeah. we have some podcast news. I forgot about that one, but I think we should mention it. Yeah. Uh, we are, because I'm sta I started putting our episodes on Anchor FM as well. We are finally available on Spotify. And not just Spotify, apparently, because Anchor FM is an all-powerful thing. Uh, Pocket Casts, you can get us in there. You can get us also on Radio Public, Google Podcasts, and also on Breaker. Go us. It's really funny because we can't actually p publish things on Spotify because we were in Croatia. And it's not available in Croatia. <laughs> but to Magic of Anchor FM, we can actually do it. <laughs> uh, I'm calling hacks. It basically is hacks, and I'm happy about it. So yeah, you can get us on even more uh, things. So it's going to be easier to follow us. Yes, spread the words. The word. And the only place you're missing out currently on is iTunes, I think. Mm-hmm. But isn't that like you have to pay to be on it? I don't think so. I think they started the new Apple podcast program. Hmm. But anywho, yeah, we have it now. Hooray! Woo! We are in almost all places. Um, well, speaking of new and exciting places, uh, there are still some spoilers we... You know, that came out during the last week or so. I was going to be offended because you didn't ask for my Commander of the Week, but I didn't have time to play Commander. Oh, 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 you know. oh, right, no, right, no. right, right, No, no, I didn't have time, so it's actually fine. Uh, you being a total asshole, completely legit this time. Good job. <laughs> and that's why you tolerate me. <laughs> tolerate? No, but I get to make fun of you and you're like, oh yeah, that, that's legit. Uh, okay, sure. Anywho, what new cards do we have? So last time, last time we talked about. Uh, actually, I don't think we did talk about Stormfist Crusader. I don't think we did. We it's talked about it uh, like later. Mm -hmm. In the chat. Oh, oh, I remember. Last thing we talked about was Castle Ardenvale. Yes. It was actually just Castle Ardenville. That's the last thing we talked about. Okay. So, 
we can move on, uh, see a bunch of uh, whatever limited cards. And then we come to a card that some people comment that is actually better than it looks. And it's Shepherd of the Flock. Which is a 1 and a white for a 3-1 human peasant. That also has an adventure. Usher to safety for 1 white. It's an instant. Return target permanent you control to its owner's hand. And So, finally this is an adventure that is not slaughtering or genociding. Hooray! Yeah, not all hero, not uh, not all heroes carry swords. This one carries a lamb. Stick. It's a it's a stick. He carries a stick, also a lamb. Yeah. So why is this stronger than it looks? Uh, because the alternate art is really nice. It's really pretty. Okay, fair enough. And uh, um, apparently Teferi is a thing. You know, the three mana Teferi because you have Shepherd of the Flock, you have Teferi. So you have your Teferi, someone wants to attack Teferi, you bounce him with Usher to safety. And then you can play Shepherd of the Flock, and you can play your Teferi, and your Teferi can return your Shepherd of the Flock to your hand, so he can protect the Teferi again. So he's not carrying a lamp, he's carrying a, a Teferi, a little Teferi, with one loyalty, I guess. That's a really strong Shepherd of the Flock. Yes, he's super strong. Stonks. So, yeah, there you go. So, bouncing your own stuff. Uh, will, uh, humans will humans deck be playing this in modern? Nope. Fair enough. Because you usually want to, you know, hit people. And returning stuff to your hand is counterproductive. Unless it's uh, the guy with the mirrors. Yeah, but I don't think that uh, Shepherd of Flock might be like, let's say, a, well, if you play two of them, they can constantly bounce themselves back, mm -hmm. but you're not accomplishing anything except uh, for... You, you can always return the Talia's lieutenants. Yeah, and you can pump a Champion of the Parish like this. Also, returning... Uh... Talia's lieutenant is actually kind of scary. Yeah, but we have the other card to do that. The Prince Charming. Mm -hmm. That card is actually really good. That card and is for actually a, good. For a heavily non-human set, they did a, a really good support for humans. <laughs> Let me just say that. I mean, I think it's uh, knights against the world, basically. Yeah. And all knights happen just to be humans, so... Mm-hmm. This is basically Innistrad, but a bit happier. A bit happier, uh, Except for the part where they're baking people into pies. I mean... But I'm that's pretty sure fairy they, tales. I'm pretty sure they did that in Innistrad as well, so... <laughs> it didn't, didn't make people into pies. You would just wake up and you would see the whole village looking at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we need to talk about Fae Wishes? Well, it's a wish card. I mean, it's not playable in Commander, but... So, Fae Wishes for 1 and a blue. It's a 1-4. Creature Fae Wizard. It has flying 1 and a white, 1 and a blue. Discard 2 cards to turn Fae of the Wishes to its owner's hand. But it also has, granted, <clears throat> 3 and a blue. It's a source of adventure. You may choose a non-creature card you own from outside the game, reveal it, and put it into your hand. Get it? Your wish gets granted. 
get it. I I always wished for a card in my hand, and now I can actually get it. Hey, in which deck would you actually play this? Blue Tron. There mm, you go. Of course, th this isn't the card you would actually play anywhere. I think. But it's definitely, I mean, in Commander, since you don't have a sideboard, and it really depends on your playgroup, and if you're playing in a tournament, you most probably don't have a sideboard, because Karn is really good with sideboards. Like, really good. Mm -hmm. Like, he's already good with his passive ability. Giving him another ability would be bonkers in Commander. Um I'm kind of thinking of getting Karn for Alesha just because of his passability. Oh, it's I'm I'm pretty sure it's worth. I mean, the guys are restricted in vintage. Come on. Mm -hmm. uh, many cards are restricted. <laughs> restriction. Gosh, yeah, but he restric got restricted like a couple of months after release. Oh yeah, because it's. Uh, I mean, he's strong, but apparently, uh, lately the shops decks haven't been doing that uh, hard. That's but okay, you. I guess. Um, so, one use I can see from Fae of Wishes in Commander is that it fuels your graveyard for uh, Cedris, the Traitor King. Ooh, I, I always like Cedris, the Traitor King. Uh, uh, stacks, uh, tech, not stacks. <laughs> stacks, tech. I just sure. want to play stacks. I know. And Cedris is actually a legit stacks deck. Is it? Oh, everything's a legit stacks deck. I mean, yes with me, but I'm a crazy bastard, so you shouldn't actually take my advice into account. I mean, also it's a 2-mana 1-4 with flying. That blocks actually... a lot of stuff. This sounds like a better mythic than something else we're going to talk about in a minutes. And it's not even a mythic. Yeah. It blocks a certain mythic from this set and survives. Yeah. But want to talk about the Stormfist Crusader, a.k.a. another Alesha altar you can use? <laughs> sure. So, Stormfist Crusader is a black and a red for a 2-2 human knight with menace, and at the beginning of your upkeep, each player draws a card and loses one life. I mean, it's a group slug type of card. Or group hug, depending how you see it. But this card wasn't made for commander. This was made for standard, so you can use your spectacle cards. Super easy. Um, spectacle cards and, you know, the the when you're playing Ragdos, mm -hmm. your goal is to use your cards before your opponent uses their cards. So, yeah. you know. For Commander, this is... Ah, sure. It's for uh, the, 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 the Lich guy. Uh, Nekusar? Oh, yeah, yeah. We talked about it last time. Apparently, ah, there's what? a lot of good tech for Nekusar in this set. I mean, Nekosar is really straightforward, so... Yeah, as, so as, as soon as you see draw card, lose life, you're like, oh yeah, I could play this in Nekosar. Yeah, sure. Playable in Nekosar. Uh, next card is actually super fun. The mm -hmm. Great Henge. For low, low price of 7 and green, green, it's a legendary artifact. Uh, it taps for a green, green, and you gain 2 life, so <clears throat> good uh, so far. Mm -hmm. But it's Pays a really for itself, basically. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> uh, whenever a non-token creature enters the battle under your control, put a plus one plus one counter on it and draw a card. And this spell costs X less to cast, where X is the greatest power among the creatures you control. <laughs> I mean, if you just have a 4-4 in play, 
paying five for this, not bad, honestly. So you have, if you have a five-five, you're paying for an almost better beast whisperer. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, it's better beast whisperer. Well, it's discussable because beast whisperer <clears throat> is cast. Yes. And this is entering the battlefield. Also, this gives life and two mana. Mm-hmm. And. So you, if you and have a seven power creature, it actually pays for itself. Yes. Nice. Uh, this also enables you to have uh, combos with either murderous red cap or the kinship wings. Or with ballista. Yes. So actually, this can enable so many things, and the the mana cost is never going to be you know seven and a, a green green. And this actually, all the mono green support in this set actually makes me want to just build a Galta deck. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, I just, I acquired some parts for the deck. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm gonna go in full devotion also. It, it also inspired me to brew a modern mono-green devotion deck that <laughs> just uses, you know, ballistas to finish it off, finish people off because having three creatures that have triple green in their cost that's a lot of devotion, mm -hmm. and that's a lot of mana. I'm currently in the process of trying to acquire a full art Galta, so speaking of... Because I know certain somebody that's in the next room and has headphones on currently, so doesn't hear me saying about this. She might enjoy this, a full art Galta. Because mm -hmm. that art looks bitching. I know. But yeah, Great Henge actually here to stay in any kind of a stompy deck. I mean, not, not just Stompy, just, it's it's a really good card by itself. I mean, mm -hmm. drawing cards in green, I mean, giving mono green even more options to draw cards, very nice. I don't think mono green currently lacks the options of card, though. More options is always better options. I mean, look at poor mono white or mono red. The, sure. things, the things they have to do. <laughs> well, then, they'll just have to splash green, I guess. Wanna have a really... A weird side note, or side tangent. I would really like if they put, uh, you know, draw card for each creature you control in mono white. That would actually make sense in mono white. Yeah, but it's drawing cards. You know how they dislike drawing cards in white. Uh, but it would make sense for white because white is all about the army, right? And more dudes you have, more cards you should draw. And green should be, in my mind. Uh, greatest power among creatures in control. Be huge. I guess. This maybe sounds like that, maybe if the white had a legendary creature that drew cards, that would be nice. That would be actually nice. I mean, they have but Sram and things like that are not uh, what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's next? You want to talk about? All around me. Um, next up, well, we have a card that uh, confirms this is not just an Ecosar set, it is also a Jorian set. Oh, yes. Iron Crag Pyromancer is 2 and a red for a 0-4 human wizard. Whenever you draw your second card each turn, Iron, Car Iron Karg Pyromancer deals 3 damage to any target. First of all, this girl be thick. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, also, second though, this is a strong effect. Yeah, bolting for free for drawing cards, that's pretty tight. 
I guess I'll draw my my second card of the turn, die. <clears throat> and in the multiplayer game of Commander, if you're drawing two cards on every turn, so it's 12 damage until your next turn? You know, 12 damage is a lot. It's mm -hmm. kind of a bunch of damage. Oh god, it says each turn. Sheesh. Yes. You can do so many things with this. And that's not the only card. Uh, there's also uh, Improbable Alliance. Uh, that's a blue and a red enchantment. Whenever you draw your second card each turn, you get that 1-1 blue fairy creature token. And for 6 mana, you can draw a card, this card, and discard a card. Okay, so, so it can enable itself. Mm -hmm. There's also Mad Ratter. That's a 3 and a red that uh, creates two rats. This that's... this is pretty weak, but uh, it's not that bad because it's two rat tokens. And yeah, if you manage to draw two cards on each turn, then yeah, that gets. I mean, you know, a if you if you're applying the same metric that we did with the Iron Crack Pyromancer, that we can actually do that. This gets out of hands really fast. Okay, fair enough. And then you have our good friend Packrat in the play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Ooh, this is a spicy deck. I'm liking it now. And then we can actually play Stonefist Crusader in the deck. Mm-hmm. Because we'll kill people with this. And we make other people play <laughs> Stormfist Crusader. And tell them, yeah. Oh, it's a beginning you're up. Oh, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just make other people have it. I kind of want to build Jorian now. <laughs> that's a lot of... That's a pretty good support. I have that full art uh, foil Jorian uh, promo. And I always want to play it, but I'm not playing those colors. Mm -hmm. This might actually for force me. It'll force your hand. Wow. Sometimes, sometimes the hand of destiny must be forced. <laughs> Where is that from? Uh, uh, Warcraft Three. Oh yes, because it sounded familiar, but I couldn't place it anywhere. Yeah, uh, it's the intro for uh, Frozen Throne with Illidan. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, what is the next interesting card? Oh yeah, Fable Passage. Um, so yes, so it's a land, exciting. Tap sacrifice fable passage. Search your library for a basic land card. Put it onto battlefield. Tap then shuffle your library. Ooh, exciting! But then if you control four or more lands, untap that land. So it's a prismatic vista as long as you have four lands. It's better than prismatic vista if you have four or more lands. Yeah, you don't lose life. But then uh, you don't trigger your life loss effects. Oh, poor me. Oh no. Anyhow, yeah, it's a, it's prob. This is probably gonna be a really good budget alternative for fetches. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, sure, early game, it's just a terramorphic expense. But you know, later on, it's a lot better. Oh uh, yeah. This is, uh, we talked about this in our group chat, this is uh, perfectly between Thermophilic Expanse slash Walling Wilds and Prismatic Vista. Mm -hmm. Perfectly placed. I mean, now, now they only have to make a fetch that works like the fast lands. You know, enters untapped if you have mm -hmm. uh, three or less lands. Mm -hmm. And there, there we go, the circle would be complete. So... Yeah, I don't think there's much we can say about the land. 
besides it's good. Mm -hmm. It's How not going to break competitive, but it's good. However, there is this one special card. Let's call mm -hmm. it special. Uh, it's Brazen Borrower. For one blue blue, it's a 3-1 Fairy Rogue. It's a mythic. So it must be doing something cool, right? It's doing things. So, for one blue blue, it's a 3-1 Flash Flying Fairy Rogue. And Brazen Borrower can block only creatures with flying. I mean, Lich. sure, fair enough. Flash and flying, it goes really good with Sig because, you know, 3 power. Mm -hmm. Evasive. It also has an adventure, so this must be the exciting part, right? <laughs> so it's petty theft for a one in a blue, it's an instant, return target non-land permanent and opponent controls to its owner's hand. Huh. What a powerful mythic we have on our hands. So, yeah, th there's a lot of comments about this, you know, being questionable as a mythic, because mythics are usually, like, some exciting. cool mechanics, some... Um, really interesting synergies things like that yeah but niksha isn't a slightly worse slash better boomerang super exciting as a mythic and the here here comes the problem and that this set has to be draftable mm -hmm. and brazen borrower in limited is very powerful mm -hmm. like really powerful and it being at rare would not be that healthy. Because it's all a tempo swing and a threat. I mean, I'm hoping I open this on a pre-release. Yeah, the card is super good. But... In limited. In limited. And it'll probably be played in standard. Because, you know, flash and flying. Bound, mm -hmm. bound flash. I was uh, going to say, isn't there a flash... flash. Isn't there a flash deck in standard? It, there is, and it's getting even better. Imagine if they had actual card flash. Yeah. That's a bounce card. <laughs> sure. But yeah, this Very... caused a bit of controversy, but uh, it's understandable once you actually see it through the lens of a, oh yeah, limited is a thing. Yeah, damn limited. It ruined limited. <laughs> uh, what's next? We have to scroll up. Uh, return to, of the wild speaker. Mm, sure. So for four and a green, it's an instant. Choose one. Draw cards equal to the greatest power amongst non-human uh, creatures you control, or non-human creatures you control get plus three plus three in the end of turn. And the flavor text is the curse is broken. Uh, hooray! I mean, it is actually hooray. Our good boy Garrick is back. Although I didn't mind him in the, his psychopathic let's kill all the planeswalkers face. But you know. Uh, this is gonna be scary when you play in limited. Yeah, yeah in limited it's got instant speed the draw in green. Yeah, that's always yeah. scary. Or even worse, okay, I made the actual good blockers and then I get rewarded by dying because they casted this. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll let the 2-2, two, two, the 3-3, three, three, and the 2-1-1s one, pass, and I'm fine. I blocked their huge guys. Bloomp. Oh. <laughs> yeah, nope. Oh. I blocked humans. Also, it's really nice. It says draw cards equal to the greatest power among non-human creatures you control, and not target. 
Yep. So you don't get blown out when somebody removes something in response. And that happens so many times. And so you're gonna draw less cards, but you're not gonna draw zero cards. Mm-hmm. So the uh, instant speed draw spell in green, pretty good. Uh, we were mentioning that the green doesn't have problems with card draw anymore, right? Oh yeah, Galta, by the way. Draw, casually draw 12? Sure. I mean, you paid two, two green mana for it. You are supposed to draw 12 for it. <laughs> of course. Why not? Uh, next card is the interesting one to talk about. Want to talk about it, Miksha? Um, yeah, just a moment. So it's Happily Ever After. It's two and a white for an enchantment. When Happily Ever After enters the battlefield, each player gains five life and draws a card. Yay! See? White has card draw. Screw you, Nixon. <laughs> oh yeah. It also, at the beginning of your upkeep, if there are five colors among permanents you control, there are six or more card types among permanents you control, and or cards in your graveyard, and your life total is greater than or equal to your starting life total, you win the game. So, it's official, Coalition Victory is never getting unbanned. I mean, then Happily Ever After should get banned, right? I, this has... No, because this is A, enchantment, triggers the new upkeep, and it has even more hoops to jump through. I know, but it has you win the game on it. Oh... So, yeah, I mean, it's a cute card. You can... I don't think it's that hard to actually make it work, but, you know, it's an enchantment. And, and people can prevent you from winning by, you know, attacking you. Or interacting with your board. As they should be doing. I mean, you're supposed to have more than 40 life in Commander, and that's not, let's be honest, that's not gonna happen. Unless you're actually dedicated to it. I mean, you could technically win very early on if you're playing some, uh, some you know, mill cards to get those cards in your graveyard. So, five-color life gain mill deck is what we're having, right? If there are five colors mm -hmm. among permanents here... So, doesn't this mean that the guild courier counts as all five colors? Yes, it does. So there you go. You don't even have to play five colors. You do, because he's all colors at once, and then you can only play him in a five-color deck. I know, but you can, like, just fake that you're playing five colors. I mean, sure. But you're still your commander has to be five colors. Well, and then no, people, people will think about this card, maybe. Maybe. They'll, they'll see, like, why did you just tutor up Guild Courier? I was like, no reason whatsoever. It's a good blocker. Um, sure. But honestly, this is so many hoops to jump through. Hey, it's white card draw. Screw you, Nick. <laughs> Sheesh. But yeah, this is a card. Mm, next up. Uh, I think Mystic Century needs to be talked about. Oh, yeah. So, it's a land, island. Taps for blue, surprisingly. Uh, it enters the battlefield tapped unless you control three or more other islands. 
When Mystic Century enters the battlefield untapped, you may put target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard on top of your library. Why is this important, Niksha? Well, well, you know, it's a land that returns instants and sorceries. Oh, 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 because it's the castle from uh, the Holy Grail. I mean, that I was more uh, aiming at. You have something like trade routes, right? Yeah. And you have a time warp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Do you okay. want to take all the turns? I guess I will. There you go. Have fun with it. So, um, uh, you man... might actually, you might actually put this in Golos. Mystic Sanctuary. Yeah, if you if you would still be on the infinite turns plan. Uh... Oh no, I removed all the infinite. I know, turns. no, I'm saying if you still were on the on that plan, I this mean, could actually be in Golos. There's a lot easier ways to do go for infinite turns, but okay. Sure, the, the, it's it's one of the ways to do it, but yeah, I can see Mystic Sanctuary actually being playable because you know, recursing, uh, getting back instants and sorceries in blue, mm -hmm. on top of your library, which means basically almost in your hand, because, uh, you know, drawing in blue, lol. It's really this, good. Isn't this a nice addition to Philip's uh, currently retired Tatyova? Uh, I think it's a good addition to Shimmerzer. Yep. Because Shimmerzer plays a surprising amount of islands. Surprise, surprise. So yeah, good card. That's and actually it's good common. Mm-hmm. What's next on the docket? Uh, next up, Hushbringer. With the First most bizarre all, art I have ever seen on a magic card. The art is if you're making a pop cover for an album in the 80s. Pretty much. So Hushbringer is one in a white for a 1-2 fairy with flying and lifelink. So yeah, mana cost pretty good. Stats almost perfect. It's not a 2-2. Oh well. Uh, it works for Alesha. Oh, and it also works with uh, Vespilark. <laughs> yep, that's why it's actually good. There you go. Creatures entering the battlefield or dying don't cause abilities to trigger. I actually missed the dying part. Oh, I... There we go. <laughs> Blocks Holy them crap. coming and going. This actually improves the card in my mind because I was just like, yeah, entering the battlefield doesn't cause it to trigger. I have Hushbringer, uh, not Hushbringer, uh, Hushbringer Griff and the cards like that. And I'm like, oh, dying. Oh my god, actually, yes. But. Doesn't that actually block your combo as well? It does, but this is when you're playing a Hatebear's deck and you're fighting something like uh, a Zula Prokatroad. Yeah, I can see this being... I can see this uh, playable in my... Uh, in my Haiti uh, Selvala. Mm -hmm. Because I don't plan to win with a combo. I mean, I do have yep. a combo yep. to win. But it doesn't include any graveyard recursion or, you know, enter ba the battlefield effects. It's just like, you know, I win with damage. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, pretty good card. And uh, it's rare. Yay. Uh, I didn't think of it as that much of a good card until I saw the dying part. I'm like, oh my god, this is actually, wow. I'm impressed now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll definitely be picking up 
at least one. And the artist, what the hell is happening? On the yeah, <laughs> the artist is this magic, even. I mean, LSD is magic, so you know. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Uh, next up, I think Thrill of Possibility is actually good playable. Mm -hmm. For one and a red, as an additional cost to cast a spell, discard a card, draw two cards. But unlike Tormenting Voice, this is an instant. Mm. So they finally figured it out. The this, Tormenting uh, Voice isn't really a good card. Uh, it's an okay card, but I cut it from my lash like a month or two ago. But this is actually making me think, hmm. And then I'm thinking maybe I shouldn't put it in the deck because you're playing this stupid uh, uh, Archon. That shuts down instants <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, hmm, maybe Tormenting Voice isn't that bad. <laughs> I'm loving the flavor text, by the way. Remember all the great heroes who were careful and never did anything risky? Me neither. Mm. Sir Kara, the bold. Words to live by. Mm -hmm. Because no great uh, story starts with milk. Basically. Uh, then we uh, moving on to September 20th, the last day of the spoilers. Yeah, it was the final dump of cards. Mm -hmm. And among all these cards, there was actually like two, no, two to three noteworthy cards. Mm-hmm. So, first up, we have Crashing Drawbridge for two Stupid. mana. It's a 0-4 wall mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with the Defender. Best. And on tap, creatures you control gain haste until end of turn. This is actually... What the hell? This seems like a tiny thing, but you can give haste to creatures in any color now. Yeah, also improves some... Apparently, it improves some Hulk piles. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it, it just generally improves some decks. Uh, what is the name of that World Enchantment for Green? Uh, Concordant Crossroads, right? Yes. It's like that, but only for your dudes. Mm-hmm. And it's a cool image, just, you know, a drawbridge lowers down and you guys just swarm out. Yeah, and, and that's a really bizarre drawbridge. Why? I mean, it has a giant looking glass. I mean, well, it's to look cool. <laughs> or maybe it's a magical cannon. Maybe. Okay, now it imp the bridge is improved with magical cannons. Yeah, sure, just add more cannons. First of all, that's a legitimate strat strategy, and you know it. Just look at World War One. It worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It actually didn't. It caused the whole war to grind to a halt. But you know. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, magical cannons though. Okay, maybe if they have magical cannons. Mm -hmm. Speaking of, you know what's a show you might like if you like magical cannons of World War One? Did you hear anime called Tatyova the uh, Tanya the Evil? Did you just almost say Tatyova the Evil? Yes, yes. Okay, but uh, I, Tanya the Evil. I never heard of Tanya the Evil. You need to watch it. It's actually stupidly good. So it starts with the following. A guy uh, gets pushed in front of the uh, moving train, and then time stops, and he talks to God. He basically tells, go fuck yourself, God, and then uh, that mystical being p uh, puts him in uh, alternate Earth, where World War One is being fought, but there is magic as well. Oh. 
and he's being put in a body of like a nine-year-old. And he has all the previous knowledge he did have, in, uh, you know, from his previous life. Mm-hmm. And his only goal in life is to spite the being X, aka God. Wow. To live as long as possible in the war. Wow. You should watch it, it's really, really good. Actually, uh-huh. everybody should. Okay. Uh, and what else did we have to talk about? Well, you mentioned Queen of Ice. Uh, just because it's Elsa from Frozen. Uh, Queen of Ice for two and a blue. It's a two-three human noble wizard. Get it? And <laughs> the adventure is Rage of Winter. One and a blue. Source adventure. Tap target creature. It doesn't untap during its controller's next undap step. And then uh, the Queen of Ice has. Whenever a Queen of Ice does combat damage to a creature, tap that creature, it doesn't untap during its next uh, controls, next untap step. So she freezes stuff. Yes, because you should let it go, let it go. Yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. It's just Elsa, and that's basically it. Um, and we have a card called Didn't Say Please. For one and double blue, it's an instant. Counter target spell. Its controller puts the top three cards of their library into their graveyard. It's not noteworthy, it's just, you know, it's called, you didn't say please, and somebody's gonna use that on a release, and that's gonna be annoying. I mean, if somebody actually plays this, and if you play a card and say, can I cast this creature card, please? And then they're like, no, I, I, I... I I let it I let I let it resolve because you can't say didn't say please because you just said please. Uh, you can just say I would like to use this counter spell. Um, but then uh, what, what what's it called? Uh, the name of the card is didn't say please. Hmm. Didn't it imply that the opponent didn't use the words didn't say uh, didn't say say please. You just like. The card name is didn't say please. Yeah, like I didn't say please. You said please, I didn't. So, yeah, we all said please couple count, times. I counter your spell. I would like to counter the target spell. And then like god damn it. Huh. My my bewilderment didn't work. Curses. <laughs> my rules lawyering didn't work. Damn it. <laughs> and that's basically it from the spoilers. That's uh, the full full thing. Yep. Uh, we were gonna talk about uh, proxies, but I have a different thing that we actually mentioned that we were gonna do, but then forgot about it. Would you like to take the commander uh, survey that Magic the Gathering people have Oh. Put out? Yeah, I remember. We they did put out a survey. And a couple of questions are interesting, so we'll sit together now and do the survey with you guys. Wow. Free content. Ooh, <laughs> exciting. So first question is, which magic colors do you strongly prefer to play for magic in general? And then you pick whatever you do. Yeah, I, I'm going to say with no preference. I'm going to say that I, pre- I prefer to play only commander. But first and second choice for your color should be white and red, obviously. He meant blue and green, but okay. Yeah, whatever. Uh, second question. How do you prefer to play tabletop magic? Uh, parentheses with physical cards. Choose all that apply. 
Anything goes to hit a giant vintage. <laughs> People play vintage and paper. <laughs> uh, reserved list is a hit thing. Screw you, wizards. I wonder why we're not getting any spoilers by doing it. I'm sorry. And then question number three, which is your favorite, dude? So, okay, whatever. Okay, actually, I need to click a couple of them. Uh, by the way, yeah, two-headed giant, modern format, cards from the last 15 years. A legacy, brawl, commander, standard format, cards from the last two years, booster draft, or cube, or others. Please specify. There, we click things. Uh, third question, and which is your favorite? And then, same thing. Four, now we finally get to the actual commander questions. What do you enjoy about the commander format? Choose all that apply. You can be creative without being as concerned about winning. There's no competitive pressure, that's a lie. Size of the card pool, singleton nature of the format. Prefer commander gameplay to other constructed formats. Playing with my favorite cards, multiplayer, expressing myself to the deck building. Stories that result from commander games, deck building synergies. Cards don't rotate like they do in standard, unless you're playing Brawl, but you know. The high variance from game to game, fun social activity, commander rules. It's one of the most popular formats among the my friends and my playgroup. So what did you pick? Well, I'm gonna go with it's a fun social activity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna be... Can be creative without being as concerned about winning. Well, no, that's really... that That's like... That's not a challenge because a challenge is being creative and winning. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna go no about no to that. There's no competitive pressure. No, that's a lie. <laughs> uh, the number one point, by the way, can be creative with as being concerned about winning. You are the epitome of this. <laughs> you think of the stupidest things you can do in Commander, and you actually make them work. Well, it's not about just being stupid. I mean, that's easy. Yes. You have to win by being stupid. Yes, because you're like, I'm gonna play stupid ninjas and rogues. And then you actually make it work because you're like, okay, this is my mana curve, this is my removal suite, this is what I need to do to win. Um, also, I'm gonna go with multiplayer. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you can't play modern in multiplayer. Uh, commander rules are stupid, so I'm not gonna go with them. <laughs> uh, cards don't rotate. Nice. Yes. Expressing myself through deck building. Nice. Singleton nature. Nice. Don't I can buy expensive version of cards because I don't have to buy four of them. Uh, also, playing with my favorite cards, there's not many formats where I actually, I actually play things like Tanglewire or Smokestack or Armageddon. Yeah, I mean, most of those cards are banned modern. Uh, or not legal. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, if, if I'm gonna go play Vintage or Legacy, those cards are actively actually not good in those formats. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Uh, stories that result from Commander games is also a big one. Well, not not so much for me. I mean, sure, stories are cool and the thing and stuff, but you know, it's more of a game-to-game -game, uh, mm -hmm. experience. I mean, we still do uh, retell some stories from time to time. The whole Tantalite uh, slash. <laughs> yeah, we we have this segment called Commander of the Week where we basically retell stories. Yes, it basically. <laughs> but it's really not my forte. Yeah. And uh, it's one of the most popular formats among my friends in playgroup. You basically got me into Commander, you dumb bastard. <laughs> With this. Yeah. 
Others, please specify. I really can't think of anything else. Yeah. Uh, next question. Okay. What year did you start playing uh, Commander? 2003. For you, it was 2005, I think. Uh, yeah. Mine is 2005. Uh, what oh. month did you start playing MTG? Whatever. I mean, why is that even important? Uh, maybe because of... Uh, maybe it's probably because of Ravnica. Possibly. Uh, how slash where were you introduced to Commander? Choose all that apply. I saw it at a store. I saw it on social media. A friend or a family member introduced me to it. I saw an ad for it. I saw it or played at the convention, media slash press coverage. I saw it on a video, live stream, or podcast. I was introduced to it through a club uh, at a school or in my community. I think the biggest answer is going to be a friend or family member introduced me to it. Yeah, for me, it's it's just I saw it at the store. Yeah, and you were the one who I went like, yo, you're going to try playing this. I was like, sure, oh, god damn it. Yeah, well, the way I was introduced to Commander, it was like I saw some, I saw a couple of guys playing something with big decks, and they had the legendary creature, and I was like, "What's this? It's Command. This is EDH. What's this about?" So it's just like a singleton deck, and I was like, "Wow, that's really cool." Hey, that's and really cool. I can use all my slivers in this. And as we all know, Nixia likes big decks and he cannot lie. Yes. You started with Slivers? You I were that guy? Yeah. You were that guy? Ugh. <laughs> you know, back then, it, that wasn't that guy. Because, you know, Slivers were from, uh, you know, just appeared in Time Spiral. Uh, who actually was that guy in that time? I can't remember. We just played... I can't even remember what we played. We just played cards. Uh, possibly it was things like Rafik and Euro the Mistalker. No, 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 no. It was... Uh, that elf. That damn elf. Uh, Rofelos? Rofelos, yes. There we go. And then he got banned. For good. Damn elf. He got banned super later. Yeah, so yeah... And Joyra. And Joyra was also that guy. She was that guy. I mean, in some circles, she still is when you see her, you're like, oh, we need to deal with this guy. Okay, next question. In the past six months, approximately how often have you played Commander? Once oh. a week, at least once a month, at least every three months, less than uh, once every three months, and I have played Commander in the past six months. This is self-explanatory, nothing to actually discuss. Yeah. How long is your typical commander play session total time? So less than an hour between one and three, three and five, five and seven, and more than seven. For so, us, it's like between one and five hours, honestly, with us. So do they think like uh, playing commander or like a game of? Com I, I guess no, they no, would no, no. say a game of commander. This is uh, all the games of commander together. So I'm gonna go. I'm pretty sure it's between three and five hours. Yes, definitely. Of course, each game lasts somewhere between 30 minutes and 2 an hour. Mm-hmm. Because you're playing a bit faster games, and that's actually nice, because you can cram much more games in the yeah. time period. Until we decide to play uh, casual decks, and then we end up in a board stall with Cadena and the uh, stupid yeah. goals and stuff. 
Uh, next question: How many players do you usually play with in a commander game, including yourself? Four. Two. Yeah, because that's a really good number. Because you know that's commander. The rest of this is like it's not commander. Isn't five it plus. I mean, I oh did God. play. I did play five plus. That's doable, but I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it to nobody. Unless you're playing Solvala, then okay, go for it. Uh, uh, how competitive is your commander playgroup? The one you play with most often? Very. Very, very casual, somewhat casual, somewhat competitive, very competitive. So I'm gonna go with very competitive because yeah. you guys are assholes and are very competitive. Uh, but we jump from, you know, very competitive to let's play a stupid casual decks. And then we're still competitive. <laughs> uh, I was actually going to talk about that. Uh, what we consider casual casual deck building and other people is much different. Because like we talked uh, with your SIG and stuff, we still approach it. Okay, this is my curve. This is how many lands and mana rocks I need. This is my win cons. This is my removal. We still like to build good, good decks, but then it have to be, you know... I have to end the game super quick. Yeah. I was thinking about, like, making, like, a post or something explaining how, explaining for, like, uh, competitive players how to actually make casual decks. Mm-hmm. You know, that people won't hate you for it. So I might do that, but I'll probably not do that, because, you know, it's <laughs> me. I mean, that could be a podcast on its own. Yeah. It's much easier to speak about it than actually typing it. Of course. Uh, I mean, look at my Cadena, for example. That's a casual deck, but it still has many tricky things it does. Mm-hmm. Uh, where do you play Commander? Choose all that apply. At home or at somebody else's house, at school, at work, in a public place, casually in a game store? We don't play casually in a game store. <laughs> we play competitively in a game store. <laughs> <laughs> In organized tournaments at a store or other location. Other specify. Hey, we can finally. Others, please specify. Ah, competitively in a game store. In a game store. There we go. There I, we go. And I wrote it with hard case instead of season competitive. <laughs> there we go. I mean, for me, it's. All of the above. Uh, yeah, we play all over. Uh, have you ever taught magic to a new player using a commander deck? Yes, mm. but you shouldn't. You really, <laughs> really shouldn't. It's not a good way to teach players to play magic. Although Tess did g- catch grasp of it real quick. However, uh, it skewed her look of magic a bit. Because mm. whenever I talk about modern vintage, uh, I p- say you can play, you know, you've played two, two of these. She's like, but how? Oh yeah, actually, not really place commander. Yeah, carry on. Yeah. And then when you press yes, uh, fifteen. How many people have you taught to play magic using each type of deck below? <clears throat> Please fill a whole number of each. Zero if you haven't used the type. Pre-construct a commander decks. Pre-construct parentheses purchased commander decks, or custom built commander decks. Pre-constructed zero custom built decks. One, I'm gonna go with because she started with crush. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna go no because yeah, learning pe- teaching people magic through commander decks, not not the best idea. But if you manage to do it, they're gonna. It's much gonna be easier to play everything else because the sheer number of keywords is not gonna confuse them. 
Because when you teach a person to know what, uh, let's say, phasing and suspended and trample <laughs> and death touch and how those things interact, doing one game, they're going to be like, oh yeah, I can play limited, no problem. Yeah, it's like, uh, so what? So the first step in each phase is untap, right? Wrong. <laughs> There's also this step before untapping that's called phasing in. And I was like, what? Doesn't say in the rules. Yeah, because they removed phasing for a reason. They didn't remove it, they just don't print it anymore. <laughs> Except in last year's Commander. I mean, yeah, but that's a small... Uh, it wasn't here before. Two years, yeah. There we go. 16. What do you use to keep track of your life total when playing Commander? Dice, spin down, TM. Literally says TM. Life counter, 20-sided dice numbers are not random. Pen and paper, an app, phone, tablet, dial style, life counter, other please specify. So we use most of these. Yeah. Uh, we sometimes use dice. Uh, spin down counters uh, quite often. Pen and paper when Buchin is playing. Because mm -hmm. he really likes to do this for some reason. An app uh, is often used. And dial style, life counter, we have like... Five or six of them in our group, so we use them mm -hmm. sparingly. Next page. Did you acquire any of these life counters specifically for Commander? Spin down TM life counters. I mean, I got them on pre release events, and that's why we used them for, so yes. Pen and paper. I didn't use them for Commander, I just got them for roleplay. <laughs> They're just pen and paper. You yes. don't acquire pen and paper just for Commander. Uh, some people do. Because you don't use pen and paper often in your, in your home life now that you have computers and stuff. An app, phone on the tablet. Yes, I actually did, a, get, that, get, did get that for Commander. God damn it. And dial style life counter. Yes, because I got the anthology. Yeah, I, since I can't use apps, I actually didn't acquire anything of this for Commander. I don't even have a dial style life counter. You don't? I Weird. don't. Uh, which magic colors do you strongly prefer when playing Commander? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, but uh, which do you strongly prefer? Well, I, strongly you, you prefer... Know, you know my answer. You know my answer. I mean, I have no color preferences. I just play with whatever I find interesting. You have playstyle preferences. You don't have color preferences. Yeah. Uh, mine is obviously white, black, and red. Of course. And if I can sparkle some things between those, sure, I'll do that. But mostly I like these colors. Mm. Uh, how many different... Oh. How many different commander decks do you typically have available? An example already built. 1, 2 to 5, 6 to 10, 11 or more. Well, you know... Uh, I'm gonna go with let's say 6 to 10, because I actually have 6, mm -hmm. or something like that, because I don't have enough protectors to make more. I I personally have, like, 4 or 5 decks, just mine, but then Tesk has, like, 4 or 5 decks, and then we interchange each other's decks, so it's like, it can be up to 11 or more. I have 6 to 10, because I try to limit myself not to make too many commander mm -hmm. decks, because... You know, you know, money. Mm -hmm. But yeah, 
I'm gonna go to 6 to 10, and I would love to have 2 to 5, but you know, you kinda need to have your scarecrows. And since you already have cards for, since you already have ninjas, it's like, okay, I'm gonna have some ninjas. And since uh, I have Solvala, I'm just gonna go with Solvala because it's a, the remnant of now late CSA. Because but, Paradox Engine is bad. But you also need to have rogues as well, since you have ninjas. Yeah, also that separation... Oh man, that's gonna be hard. <laughs> the number keeps rising. Uh, 20. How do you typically approach building a commander deck? Choose up to three responses. Start with a powerful commander. Start with my favorite legendary creature. Start with the colors I want to use. Build around an unusual or flavorful commander to make my deck unique. Build around a specific mechanic. Build around the creature types uh, or tribe. Build around the general team. I prefer to use pre-built commander decks. Purchase their board. So how do you approach? Uh, colors I want to use. Uh, build around the general team. And I'm going to go with... Uh, pss, hmm. Okay. Uh, I think it's a specific uh, mechanic. Yeah, that thing, that, that's the thing. Because I did say my preference for colors earlier. And I like to build, build around general theme of making everybody else miserable. Wow. <laughs> or, <laughs> yeah, that's know, a theme. <laughs> or, or uh, in the case of Cadena, something like that, morph. Well, I think that's more around the specific me mechanic. Uh, mechanic or team. Uh, honestly, they tried to make it thematic th this year, but they failed. Because we already shot the C19, so... <laughs> yeah. What about you? Uh, so, first, uh, I'm not going to start with a powerful commander, because, yeah, sure, seeing a powerful commander can make me start the making a deck but it's mostly uh, start with my favorite legendary creature of course a build around an unusual or flavorful commander to make my deck unique sure I do that from time to time Scarecrows. or when I when I made my mono red or dragon oh yes uh, I don't usually build sure you could say that I build around creature types like ninjas and rogues and dragons, but I would call that more building around the general theme. Mm -hmm. Because when I built ninjas, I didn't just put in ninjas and then good spells. I put in ninjas, rogues, and then spells that would make sense a ninja used. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go with build around the general theme. Okay, that's it. 21. Well, Which of these have you ever... Me. Uh, because I clicked on the... I taught a person to play Magic oh, Command. Wow. Uh, it creates an extra answer, so... Which of these have you ever purchased specifically for Commander? Foil cards? Yes. Playmat? Yes. Alternate art cards? Yes. Life <laughs> counters? Yes. Uh, deck box and sleeves, you kind of have to. For Commander, specifically. Mm -hmm. A foreign language version of Magic Cards. Do I need to say anything about this? <laughs> Do I really need to say something? 
premium magic cards, uh, masterpieces, ultimate master box toppers and stuff. Uh, me and my Trinisphere, that's masterpiece. Uh, what about you? So, for me, I did buy alternate art cards, of course. Mm -hmm. Specifically for Commander. Multi-deck carrying case. I don't even have that. I mean, I, uh, I mean, I have a bag. Does that count? I got a bag that I got for school, so I'm not gonna. It's not specifically for Commander. I have a backpack. If that counts. So a playmate? No, I play modern. Mm -hmm. Premium magic cards. Uh, well, I did get uh a masterpiece worm coil, but that was not for Commander, like ever. And I do have an Emrakul box stopper, mm -hmm. but I just traded my Sliver Legion for it. So, and it was like, I'll just trade it. It wasn't really specifically for Commander because the whole being banned in Commander is a thing. For now. So, let's go with premium cards. Uh, but if, if if there was a box top or something like sick, would you think of getting it? Mm, I did think of getting them, but I never actually got them, so I'm not gonna check this box. Okay. Uh, deck box. Well, no, I play magic. I just get deck boxes because I play magic. But depending on some deck boxes, you can't actually fit uh, double sleeve with 100 uh, card, uh, card I decks. I mean, I need boxes that can fit double sleeve 75 card decks. So mm -hmm. that's almost in, that's pretty much enough for commander. Um foil cards, yes. Life counters, uh no. Foreign language version of magic cards, yes. <laughs> Sleeves, yes. You kind of have to. I mean, you don't have to, but if you do, you goddamn barbarian. I mean, you. which of these have you ever purchased specifically? So I'm, I can't say sleeves because I play, you know, other formats as well, and you need sleeves for other formats as well. I don't. I don't. Uh, other, please specify. Um, Nothing. I did. I didn't purchase alternate art cards. I did make alternate art cards. Okay, that's a. So I'm gonna go with yes, I bought them because I bought them with my time. Uh, That's a currency. Uh, uh, number twenty-one or twenty-two in my case is a really sad one. In the past six months, how much have you spent on these items to use when playing Commander? Please enter numbers in U.S. dollars. I'm not gonna actually say the numbers because it made me sad. <laughs> Foil cards. Alternate art cards, premium magic cards, formula, and the whole things we mentioned before. I was like, oh, oh god, oh no. And most of the price actually did come from like like last two or three months because I had a bigger paychecks. Yeah, I'm just not gonna comment on this question as well. <laughs> Let's just uh, not. Why do you buy alternate art, premium, and or foil cards for your commander decks? Choose all that apply. I wanted a deck full uh, all foil cards. I would like to, but most of the, some of them I can't get, and prices are stupid. So you know, mm -hmm. not all foil, but most of foil. Because I struggle identifying my commander, I want my commander to look their best. I mean, I don't struggle identify with Alesha per se. I just think she's a bitching character. So, 
And we come back to the, you know, I like foils and foreign cards. <laughs> to show off to friends and other players, yes, I do get a small ego boost. <laughs> I like to express my creativity throughout the cards I use. Not creativity, but more of a, because I like to pick all the frames, more of a time that I come from when I started playing. The cards are aesthetically beautiful, yes. I enjoy collecting and using non-typical magic cards, definitely. Commander is not rotating format, can play with the cards for longer. Not, that's not why I buy alternate art and things. Commander is a singleton format, don't need four of each. Still, not the why, you, why I get them. For you? So for me, of course, the cards are beautiful, yes. I wanted a deck of all foil cards. Well, not really my life goal, but, you know, maybe a popper commander deck, sure, but did still, you, no. Did you just want a deck of many things? Eh? 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 Uh, commander is a non-rotating rotating format. That's definitely a plus, because if it were rotating, I wouldn't buy them actually foil. I like to express my creativity to the cards I use. Well, yeah, I did alter some cards, so mm -hmm. yeah. To show off to friends and other players, of course. I mean, we're raised in a system where, you know, money equals power and power equals privilege. And privilege equals, you know, uh, you know, all that good... Um, foil cards. You know, foil <laughs> cards, yes. <laughs> Because I strongly identify with my commander. Yes, I am a scarecrow. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> I am a menace to society. Yes, thank you wow. very much. Do, do you actually live in a society? <laughs> no. And I avoid you... society as much as I can. And should you, like the rest of the gamers, rise up? Also, I don't know if I already said this, but I love Salvalo's coat. And hat. It's a bitch in coat and hat, to be honest. Yeah. Nobody can blame you for it. No. And nobody can call me gay. For I that. Mean, <laughs> they could, but do you care? No. I would just be like, uh, if I had it, and people call me gay, I would be like, no, 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 I'm not gay, I'm flaming. So, you know. Because it would look bitching. Um, Commander is a singleton format. Well, yeah, if I... That's why I don't get uh, four copies of, you know, foil worms. Because, you know, money. Money. <laughs> I enjoy collecting and using non-typical magic cards, of course. You definitely do. So, and on to the next. Have you, have you purchased any of the pre-constructed commander decks from these sets? Choose all that apply. Commander 2019, Commander 2018, yes. and Commander 2017. Or none of these. Uh, Commander 2019 I have. Commander 2018 I wanted to do, but good thing I didn't. Because it was a car wreck. Commander 2017 it was fine. It was the eminence. Yeah, no, but it was fine. Yeah, so None I did get decks. 2017 and 18 I did get. And luckily you chose to avoid 2018. <laughs> 2019, yeah. And uh, the next question is, why have you chosen not to purchase a Commander 2019 deck? And for you, it's 2018 deck. Uh, for no, no, for me, it's which Commander 2019 uh, decks did you purchase? Oh Just wow! Yeah. 
it changes. So you bought the Cadena. Yes, and I ticked the, the Primal Genesis as well. So for me, is why have you chosen not to purchase a 2019 deck? Uh, choose all that apply. I prefer building my own commander decks. Well, yeah, but that's not really a reason. Nope. Not enough powerful reprints. There yes. you go. <laughs> okay, okay. We're getting Atta somewhere, boy. wizards. boy. I didn't have a strong connection with any of the commanders. I mean, I did have a strong disconnection with that horrible vampire guy. But that's not a reason. Not enough value for money. Huh. Yes. Yes. I mean, sure. Yes. I already have a commander deck I enjoy. I mean, that's a reason, but it's not a reason why I didn't purchase a deck. Because I already have commanders I enjoy, and yet I bought last year's commander. For you. They weren't available in my local store. Well, they were. My playgroup doesn't play commander. I mean, we wouldn't get to this question if we didn't play commander. Apparently, right? maybe we would. And others, please specify. Uh, the decks were poorly designed. That's a good specification. So, uh, my next question is, why did you decide to purchase a commander 2019 deck? Enjoy past commander decks. I can't actually say that for the last couple of years. Now can I? <laughs> to learn to play magic. No, please don't do this to yourself. Building my commander collection. Kinda? Had a strong connection with one of the commanders. I mean, Cadena is cool. Good value for the money. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear a funnier one. Powerful reprints. <laughs> To teach someone to play magic, no? To add to my magic collection, yes. My friends play commander, I mean, they do, that's how I got it. Uh, trying to collect every commander deck, no, because, come on guys, no. let's come <laughs> Just no. To acquire oversized commander cards, no. No. I, we don't actually need those. I mean, I use it as a, as a decoration over the house. That's a cool thing to have. But I wouldn't mind if they gave me, like, uh, let's say a $5 pack with just a couple of oversized commanders. I, I would get that from time to time. Hmm. But specifically, no. Powerful new commander cards. Like, the two of them, yes. <laughs> and they weren't even in your deck. Yep. How would you rate the team slash flavor of Commander 2019 is the next question for me. Very poor, poor, average, good, excellent. Average? I would rate it below average. Yes, it's between... Because uh, I'm currently focused in my mind on Faceless Menace. It's a good team if you just focus on the morphs a bit more. <clears throat> Wizards. Uh, what is your next question? My next question is, well, I said the one where, you know, why why did you not buy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And after, after that, I have, how interested would you be in seeing the following set elements in future commander decks? Okay. So, let's see. Monarch, very interested. Tutoring, not at all interested. Planeswalkers in every pack. I mean, they're not distributed in packs, but in decks. But, okay, yeah. sure. Very interested. Voting. Yes, very interested. Five color legendaries. Yes, very interested. Partner, very interested. <laughs> Double faced cards, very interested. Mm -hmm. Eminence, 
not, not at all much, interested. Not, not Let's so not. Let's not. Pitch spells like Force of Negation. I'm okay with that. Very interested. Planeswalkers labeled for use as commanders. Not at all interested. Honestly, I don't mind. It's like I'm in number three. I'm in the... Yeah, sure. Whatever. With Planeswalkers. Yeah, I, I'm just like... I don't really care. I don't really care, but if you're gonna do it, uh, have some bigger balls and do something like the, the first Teferi. <laughs> or Ren and Six. <laughs> Ren and Six as a plane as a commander, sure. Honestly. That's pretty good. Yes, in Gruul, honestly, sure. Do it. Why not? Uh, tutoring, I wouldn't actually mind that in. As a set element. Yeah, I'm not at all interested. I just don't like tutoring. I don't mind it. But then again, one of my favorite cards are, you know, Recruiter of the Garden. <laughs> yeah. Imperial Recruiter, so I'm not the one to talk. Voting? I'm cool with voting. Mm -hmm. As long as the spells are interesting. Yeah, like Selvala Stampede. The mm -hmm. hidden commander of my Golos deck. <laughs> <laughs> and then it betrays you. Every time. Mm. It reminds um, me of uh, Lurking Predators a bit. <laughs> yep. Uh, monarch, cool. Yes, Monarch is cool. It encourages people to be aggressive, so I'm cool with that. Uh, part <laughs> partners, I'm interested. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, partners, I'm interested in. I want to see what else they can they do, and can they do something that's not, you know, a certain blue and green partner. Or black and white. Uh, honestly, Timna is just good. The problem is not that Timna is super good; is that the rest of them are not good that good. I just want to see them be more interesting. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. I, they if don't you, need to be powerful. If you can give me something as interesting as because Timna is interesting, it's a Phyrexian arena on a creature that in, uh, encourages you to smack people in the face. Yeah, that's super interesting and fun. And encourages people to be more aggressive. And I'm okay with that. While the certain Triton hero encourages you to combo off. Mm -hmm. Hooray. And next question. How interested would you be in a commander-specific mechanics, uh, example partner, appearing in main standard booster sets? Very interested. Mm-hmm. Give me that shit. Mm, tasty. <laughs> Uh, 30. How do you feel about seeing characters from past sets returning in Commander products? Uh, Gerard and Tangart in Commander 2019. Love it. Love it. Give me more. Yes. Give me Karona. Give me Zagorka. Give me things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the next question? Uh, how interested would you be in a Commander deck if some portion of the cards were randomized instead of fixed, like a booster product? but for a section of each pre-constructed deck. Not uh, at all interested. Get that shit out of my face. I now. was going to say, there is an option missing, and that's fuck off with that shit. <laughs> yeah. Imagine... Like, I can't say no enough. Uh, did you get uh, that nice Sarah Mesa in your booster, uh, in your deck? No, I got the Thermophilic Expanse. Wow. Imagine Very that. Very cool. No, 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 no. If you saw a commander pre-constructed deck tied thematically to a standard set, 
uh, what would you expect the power level to be compared to standalone commander deck products? So I'm guessing this is uh, intended like a, well, it's a brawl deck or something. Oh, no, something it's, like it's that, a commander precon tied to a standard set. Imagine if they released the commander precon now. It's tied to adventures and shit. Uh, lower level, definitely lower level. Lower level. If they connected just the standard mechanics. Well, I would say slightly higher power because the decks are super restricted then, and they, you know, they contain standard cards. So you know, getting no, some. No, 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 no. It's thematically tied to a standard set. It doesn't have to be filled with standard cards. They can just make new cards that uh, connect to the team. I mean, wasn't like everything at some point a standard set? Uh, but they are more rec uh, uh, more thinking of uh, if we print uh, commander products in future. But imagine if they printed a commander deck now that's tied to adventure. I mean, if they're like gonna print it, uh, okay. So let's just say I would say higher power because these decks were garbage, and if it were like like uh, let's say four or five years ago, then I would say yeah, about the same power. And the following question is the one that kind of caused our whole play uh, playgroup in the chat to have a really, really strong discussion. Which cards, if any, would you like to see reprinted in Commander? Please fill in up to five. What would you like to see, Niksha? Well, thankfully, I already did this and my explorer reminded me of what I did because I don't remember. Because I would like, mm -hmm. you know, everything to be reprinted. So apparently I did uh, Rings of Brightheart, Scroll Rack, okay. Sensei's Divining Top, okay. Doubling Season, mm -hmm. and Deck Faden. Those are all sensible. Uh... Yeah, I was trying to, you know, go... Of course, not. I'm not going to include fetches. I'm not going to in include any of those super expensive cards. Just, you know, cards that are expensive because, you know, there isn't a reprint. Oh, Niksha, you went with the sensible route. I decided to burn this fucker to the ground. <laughs> so, I'll uh, start with the mild list and then work my way up, right? Ravnica Signets, because they should be part of every Commander product. Because what the hell was it? Uh, Chris Totem, because I think that needs more reprints. And that's actually a fine card for Commander. A Smothering Tide. Also good for white decks. Food chain because that's a really expensive card that only sees play mostly in Commander, a bit in uh, Legacy. And then uh, the Alpha Dual Lands. Because Just why not? Stood up. And that caused the whole, you know, should we abolish the result list or not? Yeah, but so, we pretty much talked about it already. But I'll just say one thing. Some people were on the right side of the topic and one person or one or two people chose to be wrong. <laughs> I'm not going to name any names, but you guys know who you are and you're in the wrong. <laughs> we love you. We love you and all, but you're wrong and we hate you. 
we love you, but after this discussion, we no longer respect you. <laughs> I'm gonna go that far. Uh, next question is an optional one. Please describe the most memorable moment you've experienced uh, while playing Commander. Please limit your answer up to 200 words. I just typed in um, "icy manipulator" in response to <laughs> in response to uh, uh, the into, in response to scepter imprint trigger. Lol. <laughs> <laughs> Lol. Hi, Mate. <laughs> also, Mate, congrats on actually graduating uh, from your college. Yes, now you're yeah. certified. Now you earned your citizen citizenship. Good job. We're actually super proud of you. We just wanted to give a shout out on the podcast. Because, you know, that's a really big thing you did, and it's actually super cool and we're happy for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, how old are you? Uh, yes. <laughs> how would you identify yourself? Female? Male? Prefer to self-describe? Sure, whatever. I have zero So is being an asshat uh, preferred to be self-described? No. Okay, then I guess I'm male. You're male, uh, your alignment is an asshat, but you know. Mm-hmm. And that was, not, that was it from the survey. It was an interesting survey. What do you think they're going to do with the results? Absolutely is, nothing. I mean, what is the end game for that? Because Absolutely that... nothing. Okay, cool. What's going to happen is probably um, Mara will probably ask the question or Gavin Verhey. Well, as the question, how would you like to see well, like randomized things in Commander Precons? There'll be like thousands of people saying no, just don't do it, and there'll be like two people saying, "Yeah, that would be cool." Then they will Josh, make those things. Josh Lequire will say yes, and then it'll be like, "Okay, sure." No, I think he's more sensible than that. I really believe he's more sensible than that. But like a couple of people would say, "Yeah, that would be cool." And then they would do it, and people would hate them for it. And then we'll be, they would be like, "We decided to discontinue Commander because you didn't enjoy it." No, <laughs> that's not why we didn't enjoy you. Ah, ah you dumb cunt. Ah. Also, speaking of cunt, I heard the best insult ever. By the way, you're an ankle. You know why is that an insult? You're three feet below a cunt. I'm like, oh my god, that's oh. a good Australian insult. I oh, love it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm like, oof, I'm gonna use this one. Mmm. Mmm. Nice. Also, also, one thing I wanna do when it's gonna be my last day of being a waiter, I'll insult a person. This person will say, I was never insulted this much in my life, and I will say, we both know that's a lie. Mm-hmm. And then people say, you lose a job, I'm like, ha! I'm quitting anyway today. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I can't wait for the, to do that. <laughs> so yeah, it's an interesting survey. I never actually did any surveys for magic, but <laughs> since they're talking about my second second favorite uh, format, then yeah, I'm gonna talk about it. And when they say things like, would you like to see commander-specific uh, mechanics in standard sets? Oh, yes, please. You Let me play commander somewhere else. I mean, you basically do when you do your silly modern brews. Well, more in my standard brews, because I, <laughs> I'm i not going to pay for standard cards, lol. Standard. Lol. Non-rotating rotating format, lol. Um, 
But yeah, also, um, Arena launched this week. Today, actually. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, today, 26th. Mm-hmm. And they actually made a couple of cool events. So they made a uh, play in the deck standard event. And from 26th uh, September to October 1st, you can... Uh, it's a best of one standard format. And you can make any standard deck. You'll get four copies of every card in standard. Just go wild. Make anything. And that's it. You can, But you can play only up to 12 games. So... You play twelve games, you're out. So you know, make 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 twelve decks, and that's about it. Um, and win every card uh, card challenge, which is from October fifth to October seventh. Uh, there is no uh, entry fee, but you can play it only once, and also you get a full play set of every card in standard. You can build and play any deck in standard. You can build as many decks as you want and you can change them between every match. And the reward for 12 wins is one copy of every card in standard plus one sealed event token. While 11 wins is one copy of every card in Throne of Eldraine. And this 12 wins is really nice if you're planning to play Brawl later. Of course, there's one small problem. You have I'm to shit. play Arena? No, I'm shit at Magic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I will most likely not win 11 times. Uh, do you just have to win 11 times and not lose any games or...? No, no, so you have to win... Uh, you can... Um, you can have tw two losses. Okay, then I'm definitely not going to win that. I mean, pro people will probably do... Uh, super aggressive decks, so all you have to do is make a super anti-aggressive deck. You mean Esper? Not uh, anti-aggressive enough. You need to go more. More. Um, so yeah, that's definitely something I'll, I'll try out. I'll definitely play any deck in standard. I'll even maybe try it now. Uh, just to see what I want to do in standard later. You know, in real life. For you who actually plays standard. Sometimes, yeah. I just want to see how good some cards are. You play it when you have something stupid in your mind to play. <laughs> I play everything when I have something stupid in my mind to play. I still remember 2010 you playing the Defender deck. In the middle of Callblade, you were the guy who decided to play all the Defenders. <laughs> yeah... And it actually worked a couple of times. It worked a couple of times? Oh, yeah. You probably don't remember, but I also played the the Tron deck. What do you mean? Not the Urza Tron deck. Throne of Empires deck. I actually... How do you think I don't remember that? <laughs> I super remember that. I remember when I actually assembled all three, and then my opponent was like, Wait. Wait, what's going on? I'm I'm super confused. What's going on right now? I was like, I just tap this to steal your creature. Yoink! It's like and and make a bunch of dudes. And it's like, I could concede, but, but I'm I not. See. 
I want to see how this goes. This is too absurd to miss, so please continue. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I just do this. Rah, 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 rah. Creature has three damage. Rah. And it happened just once. <laughs> yeah. I really hope they reprint those cards at some point. They really should. They should be like evergreen cards. No, no, they shouldn't. Honestly, they should, they, they should have put it into Brea. They should make them alternating. One year you have the Empire's Tron, and the next year you have an actual Tron. And yeah, that's that's it. Oh Good yeah, God. how could I forget? I know what I'm gonna go play in Brawl. I'm gonna play Teferi. But I'm gonna use uh, Teferi, 20 islands, and just a bunch of uh, persistent petitioners. Wow. That's my that's my plan. Don't you need a bit of, you know, planes? No. Oh, I, I don't actually play Teferi. It's just, you know, to intimidate my opponents. Ah. Because it's foiled. And then they'll be like, oh, gee, that's a foiled Teferi. <laughs> so, things you need to see, the, basically, is uh, Tanya the Evil. Also, people, what you need to see is the latest uh, Rustic Studies uh, video. Yeah, Rustic Studies is out. Pretty cool. Uh, they re he released a video about the Siege Rhino. <laughs> and coincidentally, Saffron Olive released his new uh, uh, deck called 35 Rhinos. For people not understanding the thing, uh, it used to be 34 Rhinos, but now it's one more. I guess I I wonder why he made the deck. Hmm. 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 But I played it to test, and then she finally understood why you and I make so many siege rhino jokes. And then she was like, "Wait, it was that stupid?" And we we're like, "Yes, yes, it was." And then I explained to her that you didn't just have rhinos; you also had uh, hornet queens that you whipped back into shape, and everything else. Well, to be honest. Siege Rhino wasn't... It wasn't Siege Rhino that was completely bonkers. It, it was, was the, the it was the mana. Yes. Without consistent mana. I mean, if they had fetches that go for basics... Okay, sure, Siege Rhino would still be good. But... The flexibility of all the decks that had Siege Rhino in it... Yeah... It would be a different story altogether. Uh, what I s laughed when I saw f on the first uh, Pro Tour, when it started to shine, the Siege Rhino, it said Abzan. I was like, <laughs> in a couple of months it's going to be like four colors something. It's going to be Moist Abzan. Or Moist Abzan or Fire Abzan. It was just all variations of Abzan plus the color. Abzan Blue was the best one. Yep. Because you had blue in your Abzan. Mm -hmm. I think we're ready to wrap this show up, right? Uh, yeah. So we did want to talk about proxies, but we're gonna do that next time. I Maybe. hope. I Who mean, knows? next time we'll just have some uh, recap from the pre-release. Maybe we'll get some. Maybe we'll get a chance to play with the new cards in Commander. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If I open Deafening Silence, I will. 
called Deafening. But you already played Deafening Silence. Yes, but... You uh, cheater. It won't be my... You cheater. Proxy. Using proxies. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this was episode 103, if I remember correctly. Is it, is it two? Let's go with three. Sure. Of the Elder Dragon Journal podcast, this was your host, Igor, and as always with me, my host, host Niksha. Say bye, Niksha. Uh, bye. And as always, the Emperor protects. For the Emperor. Brothers has been swallowed by the ground. Unbelievable insatiable thirst, the lights break. Tides once and rushes forth, my arms shake. I am swallowed by the storm surge. But I will turn from this, we will emerge from this. Ignore the creeping dread that slithers up our spines from this. Yet I'm the final dirge. Hear me! I command the standard, so will stand and face a chaos scourge. I come to days as to come, turn to a monks now. Still with perseverance we raise. The body count decides the pangs of pain. Know that I know your face. You know my when every death is repaid Burning past gems sanctioned by your chaplains Line up every site while I align the battlements Ten thousand lights burn out in a blink With a star set prepared to hold before the spring of the precipice One light to wind with disaster To cry the funeral song One reason that you hold on Show me the war, master! And those I fought were my brothers After the backs and the fold Headman's act time now old. We hid ourselves in the dark. Foundation shook, stepped out of the sunlight till we emerge. Luna wolves, now we wait on our haunches. Coiled, soon I will find my vengeance gets a despoiled. I can't forget the sight of their becoming poison. Suffering immaterial death, fate unavoidable. Knife meets madness, brothers means bloodshed. Return to give the double tap into the serpent's head. Backstab and turn, go chain of command failures. Minute and lower swords as it taps through your defenses. The tide turns again and not in our favor. My forces press the death, but not once do they waver. And as the palace is breached, I'll take what I can reach. And for evidence, don't your life is beyond reproach. By the despicable's hands, our hope is scattered like sand. And every outcome I wanted sits above the unhaunted. Should have been deeper still, burning my grave to fill. Soon I will have all your heads! You should have checked out with dead! And I can still see their faces. That trusting look led astray. Only blood can amend this.